Past Ball Show, brought to you by JohnPLE.com. What the f*** you think is my opinion of it? I think it was f- Put that in. I don't... So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the ring. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I'm talking about the past. I'm talking about the history. I'm talking about what's great about this game of baseball. There's so much stuff that we talk about. I would say I wouldn't know, but I would say the reason why they want to ask is baseball going Let me start by telling you this. I have never used steroids, period. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie that you believe. Joe Carter with a three-run homer. The winners and still world champions, the Toronto Blue Jays. And this team sucks. Well, he is where he's out. Yes, Brady is out. Look at this. Brady is out. And uh, David Mack. Sell the team. But we're back for hour two of the radio program. I got Boy Meets Machine in, and actually we're being blessed with a caller here. So we might have to put the little acoustic performance on hold as we welcome in our caller. Is this Mike Mentz here? This is Mike Mentz. How you doing, bro? Boy. <laughs> Welcome aboard, man. Thanks for participating go. in the show today. Oh, man. No problem, man. Is this John P. Yellen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, yes. My fave, man. How y'all doing, man? Uh, good, man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Well, we really want to get to, and unfortunately, your, your bandmates are getting ready for a an acoustic performance. Which, awesome, man. So they're actually going to have to put it on hold for a little bit as we welcome oh, right. into the radio program, the Michael Mance. Michael <laughs> so listen, as, as as I've wanted to hear this story, and I don't care whatever comes out, I want I want this story to finally be told. You know, apparently this was something that Christian and Mike were both at, and I just want to hear it A to Z. I want I want a good beginning of the story, a super middle, a climax, and that's it. Let's do it. Are we talking about Bill Pacifier? Yes, we did. We are talking about the former pitcher for the New York Mets, Bill, Bill Pulsifer. Whatever his name is. Pass outer. Pass outer. Bill, Bill Pulsifer. All right, let's do it, man. Mike, you want to start it off? You ready, you ready for the story? Let's go, baby. All right, man. Basically, oh, let me make sure you can hear me. You guys can hear me? Well, listen, try to speak a little bit clearer because I don't hear you too well. Oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm stuck at work. But uh, this well, is the road speak down. English, man, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> this, this is the road down on uh, Bill Pacifier. Um, basically, my, my boy Christian is going to hook me up. You know, uh, he said, hey, let's, let's go out with these two girls, man. We're going to have a good time. Uh, you know, we're going to get you your first New Jersey, you know, bam, bam. So <laughs> we go out, we're having a good time, man. Uh and uh, not to mention it's just really retarded um, um, girl who, well, we'll get to that later. Anyways, short story. Um, so Bill Pulsifer comes in and takes my play, man. He, he's over there trying to butter up my sugar mama. And, uh, man, it just kind of broke down. So. 
ever since then, uh, I pretty much hate the guy. So uh, I hope his career goes very south, which it already has. It's been gone for so. a while, man. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, by the way, I, I think okay. I think, this, I think this slam bam is a is a dinner at Denny's. For everyone in New Jersey, let me translate what Mike just said. Yeah, I think we, I think we can use an interpreter. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to translate my retarded ebonics because I'm no, like, it wasn't. It was actually oh, perfect and quite poignant. Yes, <laughs> not gay at all. But you did okay. a great job, Mike. So, 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 man, I'm trying, man, I'm trying. I'm still, uh, I'm still kind of heartbroken over last night's show, man. I got played by another girl named Purple Pants, and uh, well, let's just say I'm like, over there. Let's get to the pulse. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Okay, so basically, we went out with uh, two girls. I won't use the real names. Uh, one was Katie Smash, and the other one was Joey and Palpatine. Uh, so basically, uh, we went to a minor league baseball game, uh, Somerset Patriots, and they, uh, we, you know, we were, me and Mens were sitting down in, in the stands. Everything was going great. We're getting our drink on a little bit. Things, some fireworks are happening, and oh. who peeks out of the bullpen? But I mean, out of the dugout. But uh, Bill Pulsifer, who apparently was quite uh, acquainted with Palpatine. <laughs> and she basically, um, you know, said, was communicating with him somehow, which was beyond us. And then when finally when the game was over and we had exited the stadium, we were about to go to a bar. And she's like, you know what? Why don't you guys meet us there? I got to actually pick up my friend, Bill. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we go to the bar. And Bill Pulsifer walks in the bar with uh, these you know, two girls, and basically just dominated every conversation. Like anything that was, try we were trying to like include everyone. He just, just stamped it right out and made it impossible for us to even like exist as human beings there. So um, now, now let me, now let me ask: Did you guys actually drive up with him? No, no. 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 So we, he, we he got met, there. He she there? drove. She went and picked him up and literally just talked to him. And then at the end of the night, was like, "Oh, where did you guys go?" Because we just we ended up playing darts and and just left because it was lame. And it's just like, what happened? I was like, "Oh, I don't know. You uh, brought Bill Pulsifer to the bar and talked to him about God knows what." Like <laughs> Forty year old. Even had her back turned to us, man. That was the most messed up yeah, part. Is like we started the party, and like, we, and like, like they to, just. Oh, man. We try to, like, you know, we try to include, I don't know, we were just trying to, like, make small talk in this guy. Yeah, and, like, and it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered whether it was Bill Pulsifer or John Pielli. I mean, it could have been, like, anybody. You guys would have been, like, all right, yeah, just come hang yeah, out with us. Yeah, we're not you know, like that. You know, we weren't, Yeah, like, you weren't, you weren't no, like, you like, weren't, hey, number man. one, you weren't blown away the fact that it was a professional baseball no, player. No, I was like, hey, and man. And number I've... two, you know, you, you didn't think, you know, you would have let anybody in no matter well, who was. I was like, hey, dude, I remember you on the Mets, man. Like, that was really cool. Like, it's cool you're still playing. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Well, you should come to the game tomorrow, too. And I was like, uh... Well, I just came tonight. I can't. I'm playing. And then he just like turned away and <laughs> and like started talking. And this girl like just is it started blowing basically him, just, just a every bit of it anyway. So sorry, right, I'm sure he got a pretty nice handy in the car, man. Hey, yeah. Yeah, hopefully he got something. <laughs> he probably gave her a handy. <laughs> Maybe they were watching Wendy Williams. <laughs> Wendy Williams. He so, puts the lotion on the skin. So, Mets, any closing thoughts on that? Anything that I missed? Um, I I think pretty much. Man, uh, me and Christian deserved a nice little hotel rendezvous with these two nice ladies, man. Uh, we're, we're nice gentlemen. You know, we take care of the ladies. Um, 
at least for one night, you know, it, regardless if we kick them out the next day. But, uh, you know, we love the ladies, and I think that night we really deserved, to, you know, to have a have a good little outing with these ladies. But it turns out uh, Bill Colson for Pacify or whatever this dude's name is, uh, I just like to call him Reject Johnson. Uh, he just, man, just nabbed our, nabbed our fruits out of our basket, man, and kind of ruined the night for us. But uh, other than that, you know. Man, so how was uh, how was uh, Katie Smash? Was she was she talking with you while uh, Pulsifer was? Uh... Oh man, yeah, dude. Like me and her were hitting it off pretty damn well, man. Like I was really digging this girl. It seemed like she was really digging me. Uh, you know, uh, as soon as she'd walk away, Christian and uh, I, who who was the other girl, man? I'm Palpatine. Uh, Pal- yes. Yeah. Jillian so Palpatine. Like, and they're like, oh yeah, she's feeling you, you know. Uh, not literally yet, but, oh, you know, it was getting to that, that point. Oh, uh, man, you know, just cracking up, having a real good time with Katie, man. And then here comes old Pulsifier. And, uh, there was too many men in a rowboat. Now, now, now did, now did he, he walk up to the girls and be like, listen, what are you guys doing with these guys? I'm a professional they, baseball you know player. What? He, Semi-professional. He definitely, he definitely kind <laughs> of I, I, was a, I was a pro one day, so, you know, if you're going to get in anybody's bed, it's going to be mine. No, you know what? It wasn't <laughs> even that blatant. It was just, like, it was apparent that he knew the one girl, and he just, like, just tried to dominate everything, and it was just like, yeah, oh, dude, I'm just, not fighting with you this guy. You guys are just cock-blocked. This is stupid. It no. sucks. No, it would make you, it'd make, like, you down to his level if you had made a big deal yeah, about it. It's infuriating. It. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is Bill Pulsifer is a jerk-off, dude. He, yeah! He, he is banned from the passball show. Yes. We don't like that yes. guy. I will not be interviewing him anytime soon because of your guys' experience. Banned by proxy. And only because of that. Yeah, exactly. It totally. Other, other than that, you know, obviously Major League players and former Major League players are welcome 100%. to join my program, but he is not. <laughs> okay. Like, Maybe you thank you, John. We appreciate that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't try to hear his perspective. Actually, actually, you know what? If, if if you are listening, Bill, and I'm sure you are, yeah, yeah, just just uh, get a, get a hold of my rep, and we'll uh, we'll set something up. Your people talking. Uh. People, his people talking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, All right, uh, Mikey Mance. I guess we'll see you later, bro. Yes, sir, man. Y'all rock out, man. Show them what BMM's about, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, thanks for yeah. calling in, Mike. Mance Taffy. Yeah, the Mike Mance. Who is no, yes, mo- no longer out here anymore? All right, guys. I'll see y'all later, man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to just cut some cheese real oh, quick. But I love you guys, man, from the bottom of my heart. And I actually do want to see this in studio on the Passball Show, brought to you by JohnPielli.com on the MTR Radio Network. So let's just make it happen. Yes. This this song is about men in curtains. It's called "Man Behind the Curtain." <laughs> he's back. Oh yes, yes, yes. Now he's not. Let's let's go. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh my god. <laughs> what have you become? Searching for acceptance You are not fooling anyone What are you hiding? TV obscured your vision And took over your home But you don't know It was a slippery slope The expectations set so high Remembrances of real life so don't be a teacher, I am here to 
Welcome back. That was Boy Meets Machine. Impromptu. Yeah, that, that's that, that's freaking awesome. You guys got anything else set up? Because well, I'll get you guys on a little bit later for another yeah, song if you want. Else, right? yeah. But uh, yeah, welcome back. Passball Show MTR Radio Network. That was Boy Meets Machine for the first time at the CSB Studios in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. It's a live acoustic performance in studio. And we welcome the guys back. How's it feel, man? It was you, cool, you, man. You, got, you guys have accomplished some uh, some big fun. stuff. What about playing in a studio? Oh, oh yeah. We've, we've never seen one of those never, before. Ever. <laughs> broadcast studio, though. We actually have Yeah, so it is a broadcast studio, which is something. That is cool. Different. That is new for us. Yeah, it's but. definitely cool. Um, I wish my throat wasn't closed. It felt like it was just <laughs> right, like – you guys actually got a little bit of attention from you know people walking by. Yeah, right? I noticed. It was you know, People were like looking like, wow, dude, look at him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, those guys what, are cool. What is this? <laughs> I was like, man with the microphone. Man, I got I to tell cool. you, man, you managed to keep the levels like perfect the entire time. Thanks, man. Well, these are good mics. Too. Yeah. Sick mics. That's what so I, 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 was, I, I was thinking just when you hit some of like the higher notes, I was like thinking I have to adjust the level. And I'm like, I don't even have yeah. to. <laughs> All right, I can I just I can just go over to... there and you know just do whatever. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! But that's awesome, man. Nice job. Passball show, MTR Radio Network. We're in here for hour number two of the radio programming. 
I do want to hit up something. I don't know what you guys think about it. I don't know if you've heard anything, but you know, part of what we were getting to with the All-Star game and you know, the Marlins being left out as far as not having a representative, um, their president, the team president, David Sampson, you know, went out and made oh. some crazy comments again. Typical. And this is a guy, and I'm going to get into this guy because he, he, he is He's a jerk, dude. Hon- totally honestly, idiot. as far as I'm concerned, David Sampson should have no connection to a Major League Baseball team whatsoever. The guy is clueless half the time. The guy has no interest in the game or his team or the team's fans. And the, the guy just has, should have nothing to do with baseball. But the bottom line is, you know, we were talking a little bit before about the Marlins not having a representative. And just to show how clueless the guy is, the guy just isn't paying attention, he suggests two players that should be on the all-star team. One guy was uh, Justin who's a center fielder. He's, been, he's, he's batted a total of 82 times. Now, he's, he does have a 393 average. He's off to a good start. But he, he actually says, hey, we don't have an all-star representative. This guy should represent our team in the all-star game. Now, I, think, I would think part of a prerequisite would to be on the team more than three weeks. And all the, all the guy was there for is he played about three weeks' worth of games. So he should be on the all-star team? No, but he should have been Matt Kemp's bat boy in home run derby. <laughs> he might as well have been. He might as well have been in a home run derby right next to Billy Butler. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> they should have had their own home run derby. Oh, my God. So, so he also suggests a relief pitcher by the name of Steve Ciszek, who does have a low 2 ERA but has zero saves. The guy, the guy has given up six unearned runs, which don't affect his ERA. You add them, his ERA will almost double. So, obviously, the guy isn't doing a good job either. So, if he was going to suggest players on a team, I could have come up with about five more more qualified players. And just this just shows how clueless this guy is. And, honestly, I, I see no reason why he should even have anything to do with a Major League Baseball team. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't the Marlins have Reyes? Yeah, and he's not doing that well. But I, I, he couldn't he – couldn't, he's – well he, well, he could have said he could have said, "Hey, he you know, Reyes him. isn't playing well, but you know, why don't you just put him on?" Yeah, something. you know that that would have sounded a little better, or Hanley Ramirez, or he, Josh Johnson, guys or Burley, who are known, known all stars, yeah, yeah or, he, or guys he, that have that have done it before. I mean, I, I actually wouldn't have been bothered if he said something like that. Yeah. But he, I mean, he just shows how clueless he is. And this is a guy that number one, you know, dismantled a young team, mm-hmm. a team of all young players, about twenty five, twenty six years old. After they surprised everybody and won the World Series in 2003, he goes and he's just like, all right, well, we don't have enough money. Let's just trade everybody. So he screws his fans there. He goes, he goes out and he says that, you know, when the, the Seattle Mariners signed Ichiro to a $90 million extension, that, that they're stupid for doing that. And, and he, the, the president of the Mariners essentially tells him to go F himself. <laughs> so, you know, he made himself look stupid there. And then he criticizes the Marlins fans day in and day out for not coming out to the stadium. And he says that, you that's know, you bode well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're the president of a baseball team that's in South Florida, in Miami. And then you're going, you're going out of your way to kind of, uh, you know, separate yourself from the fans. Yeah. You go and you say, listen, I'll move this team in a heartbeat because the fans here don't care. Is that is that a way to get them to start showing out yeah. up at the ballpark? We're going to show you marketing strategy, employment machine. We're going to show you. I'm, I'm going to pay money to get, get tickets. That's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Where would he move the team? He was he was looking a couple years. I actually probably about five years ago. They're actually thinking about moving to Las Vegas. Oh and my that god! That is not. That which is, which that they, 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 they have they have negotiated like like heck to try to get a professional team there. Every time it happens, the same thing really comes up. It's like. You know who would want to play in Las Vegas? It's too close to organized, you know, gambling yeah, and stuff ridiculous. like that. So, 
you know, you know, obviously it's the gambling capital of the country. Any store wants to be on any any friggin' uh, organization or sports venue. It's gonna get dirty real quick. Yeah, they they want to be you know they want to be on point. They don't want to. You know, be, they want to be on a level. That's actually what I was looking to say. Stupid man, I'm an idiot. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, they they want to be on a level. So if they're dealing with Las Vegas, obviously there's you know gambling involved there. So no sport team is ever going to move to Las Vegas. But the bottom line is this guy is just talking about all these different opportunities he has to move a team there. I don't know if it was a marketing ploy to try to get you know the uh, the whatever the city or the area or the region to you know, cock up some money to help finance the stadium. Eventually it works. And you know what? Honestly, I couldn't be happier for the guy because he has a brand new stadium that they spent all that money on and still nobody's coming to the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so, Plus, and he's got good players that aren't playing good. Yeah. What is yeah. the deal with that? Can we well, talk about that? No, listen, I, I actually love it. And I, I mean, Why I, is I, that happening? being a Mets fan, and I'm sure Joe, yeah. you know, probably agrees with me. I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, I don't, I don't think any, any Met fan could be any happier to see the Marlins doing as bad as they're doing. And Jose Reyes not performing to what he performed why, to last why, year. What is he doing, dude? What's 269 average, three homers, 22 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. What's the deal? Why is he so shitty this year? It's listen, he, he's not, it's, I don't think he's, he's doing, he's not doing terrible, but he's not standing out. And I think that obviously after signing a big contract like that, after leading the national league and hitting like he did last year and just, you know, performing at an elite level, he was an absolute all-star. The expectations were higher once he signed the contract. Six years, 106 million. He's starting to, you know, get paid like a star. You know, it's time to start acting like a star. But you know, I will give him this. He hasn't, you know, a lot of times with the Mets, there was some criticism that you know he acted like you know a baby sometimes. There's different things that he did that weren't really professional. He has handled himself well, so I will give him that. But the bottom line is, he has to live up to the contract sooner or later. Yeah, so I, 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 I told I. I I was happy the Mets got rid of him because I mean, like he's he's a great player, but um, I just think a lot of the teams didn't like the Mets because of him because he, because of how he acts and stuff. And I just, uh, yeah. No, listen, it's 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 definitely true. I mean, you know, one team that he kind of alienated himself from, ironically, was the Marlins. Yeah. And they end up signing him. Yeah, I mean, I, that you was know, the like Marlins this... the Marlins seemed to at the end of the 2007, the end of 2008. You know, hated Jose Reyes and hated the Mets because of Jose Reyes, and you know, ironically, they end up signing him. They would purposely beat up on the Mets whenever they came to town. Just, just like I mean, uh, I, I forgot who the guy was, but there was some one of them was talking smack about about the Mets when they came. It was uh, the end of one of the years, and they were they're happy they beat them. They were like so. Oh well, like, actually, Hanley Ramirez actually walked across the Mets dugout one, before one of the games. It was either one of the Saturday or Sunday games. I believe it was 2008, and he's like, "We're ending your season." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he just uh, kept walking. Yeah, like, I just, like, how do you sign like that? How do you how do you sign somebody that you hated like that? But you and, know what's like, funny? Like, like the ironic part about it is that Hanley Ramirez and Jose Reyes are apparently always always were best friends. Oh my god! Like one of them is the Godfather. I think Hanley Ramirez is like the Godfather of one of Jose Reyes's kids. Wow! <laughs> and this was uh, you know this was like a while ago. This was you know it wasn't just you know what happened with the signing. Oh my god! Let me ask you a question. Do you think what's the deal with guys after their contract years they come back? What do they have to take a year off and play like complete garbage? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, if you look at what happened with Pujols, I mean, you know, he's he's got it going lately, but you know, it looked like his contract looked bad for a while. You know, you know, A Rod when he first signed that that first extension, oh, you know, looked looked terrible. Obviously, the Yankee fans are yeah. suffering through the last five years of his contract right now. Long term contracts should never happen. 
That's what it really Well, listen, if the owners and Major League Baseball had something to do with it, they would get rid of them. Players Association will never let it happen. I think long-term contracts make make people complacent, and they're just like, all right, well, I got a contract. I'm just going to do whatever. You should have to prove yourself every two years. Well, listen, I mean, if you look at whatever you know, whatever you know, profession that anybody has, if somebody said, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna guarantee that you're gonna get paid this amount of money for this amount of time. Does the president of the United States get a 16-year contract for 100 million? (laughs) No, absolutely not. You know, he gets you know he gets four years and you know a ton of criticism regardless of. You know what parties, <laughs> no matter what he does, it's wrong. <laughs> but yeah. but but you know, like like uh, like yeah. I mean, if I was if I was there, if I got you know a five year contract in my job, I guarantee you I would do half of what I do right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, why why would you work harder when you you're yourself, guaranteed man. money? Yeah. Hey, I, I proved myself. You gave me. The, you're giving me the money. There's no way you could take it away from me. So why why should I try harder? I and, and especially in a long term contract, you look at this aspect too. Let's say the player signs the big contract, gets the money, and then plays so hard to try to prove that they're worth the contract and gets hurt. And then the rest Con- of the contract, contract they're not is worth void. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, why would they want to do that? And I'm sure they have speculation, you know, stipulations and stuff like that in there that, you know, if the guy, you know, if the guy, you know, doesn't perform up to this, you know, certain incentives and stuff will be taken away towards the end, but you know, in the end they still end up getting paid. Let me tell you something. That's why I, I have so much respect for guys like DiMaggio in that era because they played for the love of the game. And they played on one-year contracts. And Every they, year they was a one-year contract. Money. And they went to, you know, and these guys are going off and, and co- fighting in world wars and coming yeah, back no, and playing Yeah, no, think of like Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio and yeah. Bob Feller, you know, end up leaving to, you know, represent the country in a Jose war. Jose Reyes is going you know, to Afghanistan fl- for they're, they're, fl- they're flying, they're flying fu- you know, fighter planes over the friggin' – you know, Pacific right. Ocean with Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then these guys are just sitting here with all this extra money. Thanks and then, you know, these guys know that you know, number one, they could die any day, and number two, if they come back, they may never receive another penny from baseball again if they if they hurt themselves. No. You know, as part part of the clause that they signed to you know go into the war was that if they were injured or something like that, they were you know they were not given any any sort of protection from you know their jobs as Major League Baseball players. Whatever they had, Ooh. they would be void. They'd be, but they know. had pride in their country. Today, yeah. everyone takes it for granted. That yeah. They're coming over and, to America. And think about and it. Let's say, and I really hope this doesn't happen, but let's say you know, we broke out into a big war in this country. Half the, half the players would, try, would, would probably use the fact that they're professional athletes to get out of representing their country. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. I mean, they would use that as a reason to you know, not, not want to be part of the war. Hey, listen, I uh, – I, I represent the country by playing, you know, baseball. <laughs> they, that would be a totally legitimate excuse, too. They'd totally <laughs> yeah, buy that. No, they but, but, you, but you know what they, they have on their side? The and, and, like, listen, I might sound stupid saying this, but the Major League Baseball Players Union is the strongest union of anyone in the country. Oh, that's and funny. if there's anyone that could get away with something like that, it's the Major League Baseball Players Union. <laughs> and I'm sure that maybe they found some kind of, you know, like, you know, small, you know, script, something written in the contract that probably – Gives them an out in a world war. Wow! I'm sure <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure you'll have your heroes. You'll have you know you'll have your baseball players. They'll say, "Listen, you know, a little game of baseball is not worth you know you know is is worth less than my country. I'm going to go fight for the country." And you'll have you'll have players that'll do that, but they'll probably be told by Major League Baseball, "Listen, you do it. Your five year contract is void. Oh, We're not boy. giving you anything." I mean, look, look at uh, Tillman from the the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. even though it's football, but I'm yeah. just like, dude, no, absolutely, man. The guy, the guy had a you know, had a lucrative contract. He was he was getting paid. You know, it wasn't like he he wasn't like the you know the last the last man on the bench. He was 
He was a legitimate player, a, a perennial potential Pro Bowl player. And, you know, he ends up going to fight for his country and dies. So I mean, in a freak way. Yes. Yeah, it's that not. Nobody yeah, really knows. Absolutely. How, you know. Yeah. No now, now that's unfortunate. In. That could happen to anybody that goes to. Pat Tillman. Yeah. yeah. Pat Tillman's oh yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Friendly fire. Yep. Yeah. No, that that's that's, that's terrible. And and you look at you know you look at you know other other athletes. Now you you think of everybody else on that team. You think everybody else in the NFL. Don't they, don't they look bad? When, you know, when, a, when, a, when, when, you know, one of a very few amount of NFL players that went to represent their country goes there and gets killed while they're sitting, sitting at home waiting for their paychecks to clear so they could, you know, run in, you know, play a two-hand touch game. I'm t- yeah. I'm, I bet you A-Rod's got it uh, factored into his contract that he can just go to the Pentagon and, like, hang out in a bunker <laughs> with a president. Yeah, he's got it set up. He's, he, he's, he's taken care he's of. He's gone, dude. Or he could go to whatever one of his friggin' mistresses' houses and just like you know lay in the basement of the mansion. Have you noticed he's getting pretty, uh, pretty hefty lately too? It looks like he's eating yeah, a may- lot. Maybe maybe he's borrowing some uh, some of Andy Pettit stuff. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I don't know. Is that a dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm not gonna agree. <laughs> I'm not going there, man. Oh. Uh, you know what? The, the way I look at it, and I and and listen, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about steroids but the way i look at it is what once you're a cheat you're always a cheat oh boy so you're always under suspicion wait and, and if it doesn't here's the way i do it and i've actually said this in regards to andy pettit so you know you, you got me on one of my other shows actually mentioning this if time you know time goes by and you find out not another word about andy pettit and hgh and steroids then i'm fine with it i'm now, I'm, I'm over it but about- if two years you know from now come on and he, there's even a little peep of anything that happened over the last year or so, when he took that year off where he wasn't drug tested for that whole year, then I'm going to crucify the hell out of him. Yeah, and that's that's totally legitimate. I mean, what about uh, what are your what about Clemens? Clemens is exonerated. What do you feel about him? Oh, he is. Uh, totally well, he's he's a total scumbag. I mean, he you know he, he's, he's 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 the antithesis of God. what's right. About you know not He's using not performance guilty. enhancing drugs when you play. He, he just got exonerated because they're like this is just nonsense. Let's just get get him out of here. Yeah, you know, the bottom like listen that whole Congress thing I think was a joke. I mean, I, do you, do you really think that Congress has better things to do than the try to man. you know try to talk about you know professional athletes that are using you know steroids? Yeah, just I mean, they, listen, they should focus their their stuff on you know you know the fact that so many people their don't jobs. have jobs, so many people yeah. you know don't have a place to live, so many people are all screwed up in this country. But, you know, they're going to focus on, yeah, a couple guys doing steroids, which, number one, we all know did them. So we're going to waste all no the tax kidding. dollars to actually, you know, come up with a trial to prove what we already know. <laughs> or not. I or still, just say or just say, no, he didn't, but we all know that he really did. <laughs> I, still, I couldn't believe, like, what Clemens was going, was, like, stooping to to get out of that, too. He, like, threw his wife under the bus. He was like, you know, oh, my, yeah, my, dude, kid, he, my kid injected me. Uh, he had yeah, yeah, it. He uh, would, he, I don't know he, what happened. Yeah, he would have thrown his own mother under the bus Edwards, if he could. <laughs> no, what it, what, uh, what's his name? What, from the Brewers. What, Braun? Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was another joke. I mean, the guy, obvi- the guy obviously failed the drug test. That is an absolute travesty. <laughs> and then he blames, you know, the poor guy that's collecting the sample of his friggin', you know, of his urine. Now that's something that I, I don't think I can let that guy go. I can't even look at him with a straight face, man. No, and you know what? Whatever, it, whatever it was, whatever chemical that failed to, you know, and made him fail that test, he went to his chemist, and the chemist worked a little harder and got something else that, you know, didn't, you know, doesn't show up. Exactly. I mean, the bottom line is, and I've said this all along: anybody that's used steroids is not going to stop. 
because somebody tells them to. They're going to find a way to try to get away with it. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're going to go to the chemist and obviously the chemists are not stupid people. They're obviously doctors. They have, you know, tons of years of education. They they know ins and outs of everything. They're breaking down these chemicals to find what they can put in it that's not going to show up on a drug test because they have the drug test in front of them of what they're detecting. Yeah. So, you know, if, if there's something that doesn't turn up now, it doesn't mean the guy isn't using steroids. It just means that, you know, you know the chemist probably found something better. I mean, you know, Ryan Braun's numbers haven't tapered any, any bit. They're right up to where they were last uh, year yeah. when he, we obviously, in my opinion, was using steroids. Uh, so, yes. you know, and, and the fact that he failed his drug test means nothing. You know, it doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, yeah, whatever. He was taken off. He wasn't suspended, which he should have been. But it doesn't mean he didn't use it. Now, what about like Ortiz? Because there's a been there's been a lot of. It seems like Ortiz got a free ride. He might have, and 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 and, it, and if he did, he's not the only one. And everything comes back. I feel like A Rod always gets crucified for this, and Ortiz, you know, is well, you know why? Because he he admitted to it, you know, and 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 players have a certain thing that they could stick to for a certain amount of time, right? That if they deny it, and if there is little or no, you know, act, you know, factual evidence that link them to something. As time passes, they're eventually forgotten about. You know, a guy like Clemens, something comes up. You know, Brian McNamee says he he was injecting him. You know, Barry Bonds, you know, the, the guy comes out and says, listen, I was selling him this stuff. You know, the guy that could tell you more is in jail, and he's not going to tell you anything. You know, there's enough circumstantial evidence to think that, you know, these guys, you know, these guys were using. But a guy, you know, a guy like David Ortiz, even a guy, and I'll throw, you know, I'll throw one of my favorite players under the bus. You know Pedro Martinez. Oh, there, there. There's the the 2003 steroids list of the anonymous players that he tested positive. You know was released by this uh, site called Roto World, and he was on the list. But there's never been any any implications. There's never been anybody that has gone and said, "Yeah, I think Pedro Martinez was using steroids." So when we're talking about this, there's a lot of players that actually get a free ride. There's a lot of players that may never be implicated. And you know what? I hope I hope it's not many of my favorite players. Just like I'm sure you feel the same way. You guys, you know, look at the players that you've you've grown up watching. You know, you know, years down the road, would you? You know, it would it would kill you as a you know Met fan to find out that you know while Daryl Strawberry was hitting all those home runs, he was using steroids. Just coke. Or or you know you know God forbid you know God <laughs> God forbid you find out that you know Derek Jeter was using. Oh you know, man, there's no that way, would break my heart. Now, now there's no there's no way to to say that you know that was even close to happening, but. If that if that happened, that would break your heart. I would. And you just hope. I think you just hope as a fan that whatever happened happened, and just let the thing go away. Just let it go away. Move on. If these players are stupid enough to be caught with you know a substance, they should be banned to the game for the game for life. At the same time, you know how. Com- oh god, god, god. You know how competitive these guys are. You no, know listen, I mean? they're cheaters. Competitive. I mean, so. and they're not. Listen, I mean, even when it comes to the ones that are synthetically enhanced, the ones that you know are only good and only putting up the numbers because of the drugs that they're using. They're not going to stop because, you know, Major League Baseball tests for the, the drugs that they're trying to use. They're trying to find a competitive advantage. You know, a guy like A-Rod, I mean, I listen, I, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to say that, listen, everybody that doesn't fail a drug test isn't necessarily not guilty. But I'm also saying that if a player is using and they used before and they're using again, we're going to find out about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I, I just go with that, that theory – you know, listen, there's going to be plenty of players that use steroids. There was players doing steroids in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And they're not, they're not all named Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. I mean, there was, there was a lot of players that were using that 
will never be implicated. That was we don't the we don't know how many we don't know how many players have made the Hall of Fame. It's probably that we're using you steroids. Would ever imagine. I would you know, and everybody says, "Hey, you know, the Hall of Fame's clean. There's no steroid users in the Hall of Fame." Yeah, right. I bet yeah. you there are. I'm sure. You know, are. I don't think it would be fair to criticize those because there's not enough evidence. But you know, I, I do want to throw one in there, and I, you know, I, I feel like a jerk for doing this because anytime I bring up a player and implicate him, like you know, like like a Pettit now, or you know, like a Pedro Martinez, when there hasn't been really any hard, concrete evidence. It's like it, it, you know, it, it can't really be proven by law that what I'm saying is true, but you know, a guy like you know, a guy like um, shit, I forgot my train of thought. Oh well, but what you know, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but what are you talking about, guys from the '80s? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about you know, guys. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I got, I got it back. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a guy that ended up coming to the Mets, you I know, know towards say. the end of his career, ends up you know, second year of eligibility, making the Hall of Fame. Roberto Alomar, how do you explain his digression in one year? Where he goes one year, he hits 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, hits 330, and then the next year he can't hit the ball out of the infield. Now, I honestly think that he, he, he was known to play on two teams that were, were loaded with yeah. steroids abusers. The, you know, the Indians of the mid-'90s. There wasn't a player on that team that wasn't using steroids. The you you had Manny. You had Albert Bell. Albert Bell ends up playing oh for the Orioles. God. You had Rafael Palmero. You have all those guys on those teams, the Indians and the Orioles of the 90s and early part of 2000s. They were all Roy heads. Brady Anderson hit 50, yeah. 51 home runs. Oh, exactly. End of story. <laughs> wow. He had 51 home runs in his career before that. Yeah, cool, cool sideburns, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, he was a, he was a good player. Nice. I liked watching him play center field. He was a great Obviously, he was doing steroids. But, you know, you, you look at stuff like that, and you're like, all right, just because something never came out about him, does that mean that they're automatically not guilty? John, I was going to ask you too. What, what do you think about the whole? I mean, this is—it's kind of on the subject, but not really. Uh, what do you think about the whole Pete Rose thing? Ah, listen, I mean, that's—I think it's a different issue. I mean, I think that you know the guy obviously, you know, do you think he deserves was not hard? remorseful for what he did, and because of that, you know, Bud Selig is going to hold it against him as hard as he can. Mm -hmm. So I think as far as long as Bud Selig is the commissioner, then he will never be you know reinstated in the game. And I think the main thing is that let's say Bud Selig does stay around for another ten years, and Pete Rose is on his deathbed, mm -hmm. and you know Bud Selig is sure that there's no way Pete Rose is not going to take a job as a manager of a team, then he might reinstate him. But really, other than that, I, I, I just think that there's such a wedge driven between Major League Baseball and Pete Rose to even think about letting him back in a game again. And it's whether you know, and, and if you look at it, should he be back? Was he a Hall of Famer as a player? Absolutely. Did he do, you know, did he do anything as far as gambling to taint the sport in any way when he played? Probably not. There was no evidence of that. He gambled on some games as a manager. They can never prove that he bet against his team. He always bet on the Reds to win according to the table books. So with with that, listen, there's probably not enough evidence to say that he anything that he did was tainted. I mean, he 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 had the most hits in the history of Major League Baseball. Nobody has had more hits in their entire playing career than Pete Rose. That, you know, in itself, there's nothing that's tainted about that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to come down to, you know, whether Major League Baseball ever wants to let him in again. And if he's ever let in, there's going to be even a harder thing when it comes to him being a Hall of Famer because the veteran, you know, the older writers on the Veterans Committee, you now, listen, they don't want to elect anybody in. You know, I mean, you look every year, there's a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy that gets 95% of the vote. There's about five, ten people that won't vote for anybody in their first year of eligibility. 
they'll be like, hey, if you know if uh, Ty Cobb didn't get in in his first year, this guy isn't getting in. You know, it, and, and that's the way that's the way they vote. The guys that have been voting from the '40s and '50s and '60s, you know, are going to hold that against them. So to to think about baseball being disgraced, unfortunately, with that and everything that happened with, with Joe Jackson, you know, being dead for all these years and not even a thought of him potentially being a Hall. I, I don't see it happening any any time soon. I think we'd have to wait till Pete Rose nears the end of his life, to be honest with you, before anything's even thought of with that. Well, yeah, I just I, I um, what is it called? Because uh, you, you're, you're bringing up about like uh, if guys admitted it right away, if they would you know they had that window, and he, because he never you know yeah, said, well, listen, hey, he had he had a, he had a chance. Now listen, what he did what he did was wrong, and there's some people that would never forgive him, you know, under certain under certain circumstances, but. If, if he had admitted what he did, made maybe a point-blank statement about what he did, apologized for it, his suspension would have been, you know, it, it would be over already. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't have always been a lifetime ban. I'm sure there would have been enough, you know, enough remorse seen through him, whether he meant it or not. You know, and, and, and the guy at, in the end would probably be part of the game. He'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. The guy was a was a heck of a player, though. So back, we're gonna we're talk about the Yankees a little bit because I want to see uh, through the eyes of a Yankee fan. Do you do you think the team right now, as July 31st is approaching, needs to do anything to upgrade itself? Do they need to bring in a bona fide starting pitcher to replace, you know, Pettit right now, or no. can can they get through what I they think got? They can get through. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I agree too because their bullpen, like I said, bullpen's be, great. Like I said, is stacked. I mean, not only do you got Jabba coming back, but you got Ardsman. I told you, Mariano will be back in September. Now, you know, they, and they're 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 good to go as it is. What the hell are you guys looking at? Nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing at all. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even see that, John. For I'm sorry. Everyone that's listening, there's a glass window, and hot girls just keep walking. Uh, right. oh. <laughs> And they're they're making all kind of they're they're eating. I should like, I should have <laughs> left the TV on so I could see the reflection. <laughs> they're yeah. eating hot dogs. I don't know what's going on. Oh my bananas! God. Any, yes. Anything phallic you can imagine. Yes. <laughs> wow. So yeah, sorry to you know sour your thoughts by talking about baseball. Uh, <laughs> no. oh, actually, no. You're helping <laughs> it. You're helping what, it. Don't worry. What, what do what do uh, what, yeah. what do I do in that situation? I just think about baseball. <laughs> I just think about Wendy Williams. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, dude, they take up half the TV. Dude, <laughs> oh my God, that's that's a that's an understatement. I think they take up uh, three quarters of the TV at least. Yes, at least. I'm down. Um, wow. Yeah, I think so. they're honestly. I think the bullpen is really strong. They'll be fine. Yeah, I mean it's it's good as it is, and it's only going to get better with the guys coming back. And I think you got enough. Uh, the team's got enough talent in their starting rotation. I think Kuroda's going to have a good second half. Yeah, he's a he's a balanced pitcher. He's not a guy that's going to really get. Get frazzled if the situation, you know, it, you know, gets gets to it. Here's a guy that might be bad every once in a while, but it's going to be consistent for the most part. When is he slated to come back? Corona's <laughs> healthy now. Oh, he's 100. Yeah, yeah. Sabathia okay. is actually on the disabled list. He'll be right. back this week. Okay. And uh, you know, Pettit's out for a while. They got Nova and they got Hughes. Yeah, there's a little bit of questions there, but I think off between the offense and their pitching, I really don't think they need to do anything. I think they could stay stand pat. And unless an injury comes, I don't really think they need to add anything. Brett Gardner is going to come back, and he's going to give them some flexibility. I mean, if you know, if he doesn't actually you know upgrade their lineup, I mean, at least they could play him a little bit. And you know, Andrew Jones has actually had a very he's good season. Great. He's doing great. He's hitting the crap out of the ball. And you know, I think so, at some point in the season, you'll see a little production from A. Rod. You'll see a little more from Teixeira. And you know, I, I think I think the team's going to be all right. 
Do you know how Pineda's rehab is going? Yeah, we'll probably see him sometime next year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying, is he still on schedule to come back? Well, yeah, he had a what was it? A uh, elbow operation? Yeah, Tommy John. Is it what? I don't. Was it Tommy John? It might. It might have been. I'm he, almost positive. No, it was. Yeah, you know, whatever it was. I mean, he's done for you know whatever the balance of the year or something like okay, that. Okay, so he's definitely out for the full year. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think he'll even be ready in spring training next year. I mean, right. it's a Great. situation where he'll probably. He'll probably work his way back during the season, kind of like a Chin Ming Wong situation no. where you'll wait for him to come back. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny. I mean, I actually I actually applauded the trade because I actually thought that was a very good I trade. Know. And, you know, obviously I look stupid, but, you know, stuff like that never, you know, you can never predict. You can never, you know, you can never predict that, you know, somebody's just going to go out and blow out their arm. I mean, you know, it wasn't like he was damaged goods when he came to the Yankees. I mean, he was a guy that was coming off of a very good year. I showed, you know, statistical data which showed that he was up amongst the best pitchers in the American League. And, you know, really really what happened is, you know, they got bad luck. I mean, they traded a player that was, you know, on paper worth what they uh, got. You know, I thought the Pineda for Montero trade was a fair trade on both sides. But, unfortunately, the guy got hurt. I mean, there's nothing you could do to avoid that. You can't predict it. And anybody that says in hindsight that they should have really isn't paying attention. Hey, John, speaking of pitching, by the way, did you, did you ever watch R Real Sports? Sometimes. Um, did you ever see the, the segment they did on that guy? He, he has like this uh, completely like unorthodox pitching like pitching technique where it's like it's supposed to save your arm and, and a lot. Was of that guys. Mike Marshall? I think so. Th there, there's some guy uh, Sparks or something that was on uh, Tampa Bay a while back. Yeah, Steve Sparks. That. Yeah, he, he was he, actually a knuckleballer. Yeah, he was he was using their their style of pitching or something that they were they were teaching. If you ever get a chance, watch it because it's really cool. Like well, they, it's, they, it's funny because I actually had I had a guy by the name of John Diaquisto on one of my shows probably maybe a month I was or there. about yeah about two months back, and he was really talking about the difference between pitching now and pitching before was that pitchers did work harder to strengthen their arms and make sure they were in a top physical condition. They do a lot of running now. They do a lot of weightlifting now. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was more about the way, the way that they handled themselves, the way that they stretched. You know, they weren't looking to bulk up as much as they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that led to, you know, more stamina and the fact they were able to pitch longer. So, you know, a guy like Mike Marshall and, you know, you know the, way, the way things have gone, there's been a lot of programs that have been out there to try to bring back the pitcher that could, you know, last longer, have a longer career, and have a little more durability. So, you know, I, I think it's something that, you know, maybe comes back. You know, you thought the start of it would have been with Nolan Ryan and what he did with, you know, with the Texas Rangers. But, you know, even that is, you know, it hasn't brought it back, you know, full circle. You know, it's brought back to a point where, yeah, you got you got a bunch of seven-inning pitchers when you had six-inning pitchers on other teams. Right. But you still need a seventh-inning guy, an eighth-inning guy, and a ninth-inning guy. And every, every team has that now. Obviously, going back to the Major League Baseball Players Union, that's what they want. They want these specialty relievers to be paid just like everybody else. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a cycle that probably isn't going to reverse itself. I mean, no. you, you may find a team, I, and I think really the good comparison would be a, a team similar to the Philadelphia Phillies, who have Halliday, Lee, and Hamels, you know, three Bulldogs that could go nine innings, you know, a good amount of the time. If a team builds a staff like that and has those guys that consistently may get back to, you know, 10, 11, 12 complete games, it could start it back in the right direction. But well, let's be honest. I mean, most teams' fourth and fifth starters suck. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they, don't, they don't give you anything out there. I mean, you're lucky if, if you have a chance to win after five innings when they're pitching their fifth starter. And then, you know, teams try to strategically plan it where, you know, they have, you know, their ace pitcher pitching against the guy's number five, trying to play the numbers game that way. And, and listen, it's not like, you know, it's not like it used to be. You know, your team's fifth starter doesn't always go up against the other team's fifth starter. No. So, the, you know, the way it ends up turning out, you know, with the all-star break and stuff, teams switch their rotations around. So it's not, 
you know, it's not really like something that, you know, you could, you could predict, okay, this will be a toss up game because I got my worst guy against your worst guy. Right. And, you know, let's, let's be honest. I mean, most, most fifth starters on teams just are, aren't guys you could count on. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, name, name one team that has a bona fide fifth starter. And actually one team that I could have said, you know, the New York Mets, you know, with Chris Young, you know, he's only a six inning pitcher too. I mean, if you've seen two of his last three starts, you know, he's gone out for the seventh inning. And he's gotten killed. You know, the Yankees chewed him up. You know, the Phillies ended up beating him. He's a guy that, you know, might, might only throw 70 pitches through six innings, but still can't go out there for the seventh because the, the third, fourth time around the batting order, the teams catch up to him. And that's really what you have with most fifth starters. So, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get full circle where these guys are going to go out there and just grab the ball and pitch, you know, seven, eight, nine innings every time out. You know, this, unfortunately, you know, hopefully we've hit the worst of the specialty relievers. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse than this. Hopefully, you know, a starter isn't in there to pitch five innings and then you've got a sixth inning guy. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, increase the amount of relievers to a point where, you know, teams are carrying 13, 14, 15 pitchers just to work all these guys in a little game. What, what is uh, – also, what, what is um, uh, Jabba doing when, when he comes back? Is he, is he a reliever? He's going to be a, a reliever. What is now, 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 there's actually talk that he would be open to being oh a starter God, again. Oh, my God, please. He Dude, can't do that. No, just, and, 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 and listen, you know what it really comes down to? And you can make a comparison maybe as a Met fan to Aaron Heilman. Yeah. Um, you know, other pitchers that were in that spot. If it's up to the pitcher themselves and you want to choose, what are you going to do? You want to be a reliever or a starter? Obviously, you're going to want to be a starter because it's more lucrative. You're going to get longer-term contracts. You're going to get you know, 10 to $20 million if you're really good at it. And even if you're not, even if you're a consistent starter, arbitration is going to get you, you know, 5 to $7 million. The only time you're making 5 to $7 million as a reliever is if you're, you're a closer or a, a lights-out eighth-inning guy. You know, and, and, you know, these guys are all in it for the money. I mean, that's really what it is. So every chance that they have to want to be a starting pitcher, they're going to say that that's what they want to do. And, you know, once that happens, listen, there's nothing, you know, it's up to the teams to do it. But, you know, I think, you know, being out of, you know, throwing as a starter for as long as he has, I don't think there's any chance he'll be able to do it successfully. And knowing the New York Yankees and what they've done, are they going to bring back the Jabba rules again? Are they going to say, hey, let's work the guy up that, to 30, 40, 50, 60? Uh, you know, maybe after your 25th start, we'll let you throw 100 pitches. Do you realize when he first came up, though, they kind of let him throw for the first, like, three or four starts, and then they started this whole crap yeah, with the job rules? It ruined his career. It absolutely did. Yeah. It ruined, I mean, look trying at Trying to make a guy who was look, killing it in the bullpen. Into well, he was. Uh, now, listen, I, I think it could have worked had they just treated him like any other pitcher. And they say, listen, you've been a starter in the minor leagues. Oh. Yes, you helped us out. But we're going to treat you like any other starting pitcher. And if they did that, even on a even on an innings limit, you know, even if they held them up to you know no more than X amount of innings, that would have been enough. But to get you know down to a point where they won't oh. let him throw any more than pitches, I mean, the guy was being taken out of the game in the middle of batters. I mean, that was that was that was atrocious. Just babying him like he's the second coming of. Christ. And 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 look at another guy that got babied, you know, Steven Strasburg. He had Tommy John surgery too, thing, so it's yeah. not like you know. It's not like none of this you know extra you know babying and treating like a certain way. It's not like any of it's helped at all. I mean, it's it's turned out to be a joke. And you know what? These guys, these guys, you know, the organizations get what they deserve because all they're trying to do is protect the friggin' dollar. They're trying to protect the investment. The fact that they're paying these pitchers up to ten million guaranteed before they even throw a pitch in the major leagues is an absolute joke. There's no, there's no reason for them to do that. So once they, they're like, hey, listen, if we treat them this way, then we'll make sure we'll get, you know, the maximum dollar amount of what we're investing, and they get screwed. So good. I, honestly, that's the way I look at it. They get what they deserve.
I gotta say too that that one game that he he played and I think it was against the Indians and they had all those like bugs or I just <laughs> I remember that, that was pretty funny. That was that the was weirdest game weirdest I've ever. <laughs> like how are they the still midges. playing baseball? What is going on? Yeah. Like like he, he just I remember him like smacking his neck and he just had blood like just from all his oh, yeah. mosquitoes. It was ridiculous. And, you know, it was, they were midges. They were and, like, and you know what? Speaking of speaking of midge speaking of midgets, <laughs> Eddie Gattle. First no no sport. not not that. Doesn't that sh- isn't that the first sign? Of oh. Jabba Chamberlain kind of being a mental midget, uh, absolutely. And, and when the game's on the line, who cares what it is? He should have just. Taken, he should have gone out there and manned up. He should have literally taken a second and just stepped off the rubber and and been like, um, I'm getting surrounded by a plague. And actually, Joe I, I Joe Torre says, you know, years later after he was a manager at the Yankees, he said the one thing that he regrets more than anything was not pulling his team off the field in that game. He should have. And he, and he says that you know he thinks about it afterwards, and if he. You know, he probably should have done it. And, you know, absolutely. It cost him not only the game, but that series. That was they're, utterly they're, absurd. They're, they're like, just let's, uh, here's a locust. Let's just wait for the frogs. Uh, <laughs> it, it's going to get bad, but we're, we're, we're fine now. We're okay now. We're children coming soon. That's all right. We got Jabba out there. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, He's going to take care now. of it. It's okay. He's got a flaming fastball. <laughs> <laughs> It'll pass. You know what the moral of this story is, though? What is take it? all that money away from the pitchers and give it to John Pielli. Whoa! Yes, oh, so I got no no objection to that whatsoever. Yeah, and someday you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really hope you're right about that. But <laughs> I, honestly, you, you got me you got me speechless there. I really don't know what to say right now. But didn't mean to you know, throw off your groove there. No, nah, no problem, man. We're actually down cool. to the last minute of the program. Which, so I do want to thank you guys for coming on. Oh, hopefully, we you. can set up something to get you guys it's back in the studio whoa, whoa, sometime whoa, whoa, in the near whoa, whoa. future. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. But this is Boy Meets Machine. There they are. Thank Look you. at them. It's thank Christian Calabelli, Joe Navarre, Joel Hysaw. Am I saying your name <laughs> yeah. right? Yes, sir. I'm Just such an ass. I don't even go by the the high song. Jumpy Ellie's Pepper Show. Please Yeah. Tune in into John P. Ellis Pestle Show. Come on, John. Give us a little, give us a little taste. Give us a little taste of that thing. Bom, bom, bom. Oh, yeah. Put it. Put her on play, man. Well, do me a favor. Talk for a minute or two. Okay. I'm working on it. We can get Mike to talk. I'm sure he'd have some creative things to say. <laughs> what I thought was amazing, he, he was actually still talking. <laughs> after, I, after I hung up with him before. <laughs> Jumpy Ellie's basketball show. Hosted by a guy called Jumpy Ellie.